1: And welcome to this week's episode of our Squiggly Careers podcast. I'm Helen, and as ever, I'm here with Sarah. Hi, everybody. And if you've not listened before, we are all about helping people have squiggly careers. We started our business about five years ago now. We are, I think this is episode about 21 of what will hopefully be hundreds and hundreds of episodes <laughs> to help people have squiggly careers. Um, so thank you if you've been listening along the way. What are some of the things that we've covered so far, Sarah? How to find a job. How to build a network. How, how
0: to find a mentor. How to work flexibly. Side projects. This is not rehearsed. We are just, like, we're just, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just remembering I feel like we're playing we some sort of like bingo, though. I felt like that was an actual test. That was not like, a Sarah, this is a test. I was like,
1: oh I'm not ready. (laughs) Test down, test down. Um, So there are lots of episodes that you can listen to, um, all with the purpose of helping you navigate your squiggly career. So today then, what are we talking about today, Sarah? This is a test.
0: Uh, That I do know (laughs) the answer to. So today we're going to talk about personal branding. And if some of you then are really tempted to think, I don't want to hear about that, I kind of get it because I think personal branding sounds um, a bit cheesy, (laughs) something that people think that maybe they have to do but don't really want to in reality. But it is a term that you see kind of banded around a little bit. And actually, it is something that some of our listeners have asked us to talk about. So we thought, let's take it head on and think a bit about personal branding and what that really is. And essentially, I think it's worth remembering that personal branding is just what you stand for, what makes you stand out. And I think probably importantly, what you want people to say about you when you're not there. So it's, it's reputation, mm-hmm. I think. I think it's um, where do you want to have credibility And that doesn't mean you have to like fake something or come up with something that you're not interested in. This is all about doing things that make you feel really happy, really positive that you're really interested in. So definitely think of it as a really good thing and something that when you get right, I think is incredibly positive.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. And I think it it helps you to to be known for something. And I think when you are known for something, it's almost like more opportunities come to you it's sort of self-fulfilling in a way when you're associated with it with a brand
0: that then attracts other things that help you to build that brand and especially when we always talk about squiggly careers I think in a kind of career where there's more change and complexity you don't know what's going to happen next you almost need that as a constant I think you need that what is your reputation what do I want to stand for mm. and then it allows you to have loads of freedom and flexibility to go off and explore and do loads of different things while still having a consistent sort of thread i yeah. think um so i think this is only probably getting more important so it's one of those things where that probably all makes sense hopefully and, <laughs> and you're kind of hopefully nodding along as you're listening helen how do you actually go about kind of doing something about this then where do you start mm-hmm.
1: I think, me personally, I don't think I started anywhere really consciously. So I don't think I thought, I want my personal brand to be as it is at the moment. And I think my my personal brand will keep evolving. But I, I am a lot more focused now about what that what that evolution is likely to look like. So I think at the beginning, when I was maybe playing around with my personal brand. I just did things that... <laughs> playing with your personal brand, well, fun actually, times. Yeah, <laughs> I know, <laughs> Helen's fun times. I didn't think of it consciously, it's probably the better thing to yeah. say. I was just doing things that I really enjoyed and I when I got some reward for that. I just did more of those things. So for example, writing, Um, an opportunity came up for me with Marketing Week to do writing. When I started that, that definitely wasn't part of my personal brand. I just did an article for Marketing Week. Now I'm like 21 articles on for them. And I think now that I can now say, oh, I'm a columnist for Marketing Week. And I think it is all specifically around one topic, which for me has evolved to become about growing businesses and and that means I can now do lots of different things that are all aligned to that and it, it all reinforces my brand. But when I started, it definitely, it, I definitely didn't have that insight. I just did more things that I enjoyed and then that provided some validation of what I was good at and that then associated me with those things and it's become the foundation for the, my brand as it stands
0: now. So are we saying then that we think uh, probably if you're earlier in your career, it's not something you have to consciously spend time on, you can just spend time exploring or or would we suggest people think about it maybe sooner than we both did yeah it's a really good question
1: what would I do with hindsight I definitely think explore you know because yeah. I think even now I I'm I kind of say my my personal brand's all about growing businesses and people but I'm not gonna I'm not fixated on that I still want to explore where I can contribute the most value and have the most difference and that might evolve that personal brand somewhat and I think take every opportunity you can to see where you can have the most impact and be the happiest in your career don't fixate yourself to a a brand and just stay there you kind of you want to evolve with your squiggly career as well though your point is true that having some element of consistency helps with all that change What, what do you think
0: Well, I was once at, I think it was an event, and I was listening to a lady now who's the chief executive of a company called Business in the Community, Amanda McKenzie, who is an incredible speaker. She's a really inspirational leader, and she made us all do an exercise, which was think of yourself as a tweet. So just not so much think of yourself, but actually (laughs) write down if you were to describe yourself in a tweet um, with the 140 characters. Yeah, the so the I old know, version. I know now, yeah, <laughs> old version of Twitter. Um, it could be longer. But there was something about having that constraint of thinking, it's got to be short and concise. What are the two or three things that really matter to me about myself and that I would want other people to know about me? And that very small exercise really stuck with me. It's mm-hmm. funny how you have those very small moments and that was probably 10 years ago now yeah. and I really remember it and I've you know you end up telling like millions of people that that's a really useful thing to do so I think mine was something like uh, always thinking learning and creating so learning creating thinking it was it was it's quite descriptive it's sort of a description of how I want to spend my time what makes me happy what I enjoy and then I think when actually people do describe me Those descriptions often do lead back to one of those three things. And I just found that quite a useful guide in terms of, you know, that consistent thread. And it still gives you loads of opportunities to explore. Mm. Um, but it just helped me to kind of narrow down a little bit if I was to say, What is your personal brand? I can't be quite as explicit as you in terms of going, um, I want to grow people and brands, but I do always think it's Mm. about creating, learning, thinking. And as long as I'm along those lines, I I think that's good.
1: sometimes having your your personal brand is both about how you appear to other people but also it's sort of like a decision filter for you so when you're saying this is this is what I'm about so I'm saying you know, I'm about growing people and businesses. So, do I want to do that thing? Does that really align with that? So, it doesn't mean you have to have an articulation of it that you're proud to put on LinkedIn or in your Twitter profile. But yours is on
0: LinkedIn. I hate I've add. changed I'm, it recently. Have you? Yeah, I've changed it from away from growing people and brands. No, or, yeah, yeah, no, no, I changed that it? in the last week. I changed, oh, like, so, so
1: that was like a, a call to action to go and stalk my, <laughs> my LinkedIn profile, which you are welcome yeah, do to it, do. It, do it. But I have, I have changed mine to say that because I, I kind of believe in it, and I thought do I want to be defined by my job title anymore or do I want to be defined by what I stand for, which I think is a big part of your personal brand. It's, you know, what, what do you stand for? Yeah. But if you're not quite there yet, if you haven't got that statement that you, you, feel, you feel really confident in, what you can do is just keep this to yourself, but use it as, you know, what do I want to stand for? I'll keep this to myself and I'll use it as a decision-making filter when I'm looking at
0: new jobs or side projects or other yeah. opportunities that come my way. And LinkedIn is just obviously one kind of mechanism. But I am noticing a trend where increasingly less and less people use their job title as the sort of the descriptor. People are clearly saying, that's not what I want the first thing for you to know about me to be. I want it to be broader than that. So you see people saying, you know, strategic thinker or innovator or creative, whatever it might be. There's a brilliant article, actually, that a guy called Dave Trott has written in the last couple of weeks that says, do exactly that. He's a brilliant copywriter who works in the uh, marketing industry. And he just he's written a really good short blog about what is it you want to stand for and, and why basically you are way more than just your job title. And, you know, it's not for everyone. I think yeah. this, um, whatever you do in this area, I would always start from what feels comfortable to you, feels right for you, use words and do this in a way that feels authentic. Because th- the worst thing I think you can try and do is come up with a personal brand that, you're kind of aspiring to be something you're not or you think I just want to I want to borrow some stuff from other people because I think this has to come from the core of like who you are
1: you have to emotionally connect to it you know if you're going to stand for this in your career and your actions and you're going to maybe stand up for it on a stage or with your team it's got to be something that you really truly believe in and I think has some kind of emotional connection to you and when you feel that It makes all these decisions easier. It makes saying "I definitely want to do that" and "I definitely don't want to do that" a lot easier because it's it's a lot more true to you. I think for me, Sarah, what's uh, what might be interesting for people listening is where do you think having a strong brand has helped you in your
0: career? Very specifically to you, Um, I think it's helped jobs to come to me. Mm -hmm. So I think because people know that I like love to learn, Mm -hmm. I love learning myself, and I love helping other people to learn. Uh, particularly in the last 5 years even though I do jobs that aren't I don't work in um learning jobs or certainly things that have a learning job title mm-hmm. I have done roles that usually require quite a lot of leading people leading teams developing other people and I think because I've had a strong personal brand in that area People have been able to look at something where it needs that mm-hmm. and then connect that with me. Mm. And then that's brilliant for them because that's what they need. And it's brilliant for me because that's what I enjoy and want to spend time doing. Mm. And so I'd probably say the biggest transformation over the past five or six years is I've had in every role that I've done more and more of the stuff that I want to spend my time doing and less and less of the stuff I don't want to be doing. Yeah, And I think that comes from probably that 10 years ago when I was doing that, what, what was that tweet? When I became confident for myself, you know, what I enjoy, what I want to stand for you, that you start to look for opportunities. But I do think other people start to look for those opportunities for you. And it's probably other people who've ended up helping me the most, but only because I'd started to, you know, whether I was volunteering or doing small Mm. projects or just look for loads of examples of where I could get involved in anything to do with learning. Mhm. That makes sense. Yeah, no, it
1: totally makes sense and it also makes me think about the relationship between your personal brand and your confidence. Yeah. So and it becomes very reinforcing that when you know what you're good at and you want to stand for and you're confident enough to articulate that to other people, you are likely to attract more things that uh, you're you're good at and you do more of that. And it almost becomes sort of reinforcing because that then makes you more confident. So over time, you're attracting more of those opportunities that are things that you're good at, that you want to stand for, that you enjoy. You then become better at those things, which then increases your confidence in saying you stand for those things. I think it becomes quite a powerful um, relationship between confidence and knowing your personal
0: brand. I also think, um, I was reflecting then, as you were were kind of describing that kind of positive cycle, Mm. Uh, it's helped me to be braver um, in terms of making brave decisions either about jobs that I'm going to do or even within a job because I feel like you're, the areas that make up your personal brand are sort of the pillars, the pillars that you do want to be constant and then it allows you to be braver around that. So you yes. think, well, as long as I know I've got those like foundations, actually, I could go and work in another industry, I could go and do a very different type of job If I think about the job that I'm doing now, it's very different to the job, all of the jobs that I've done over the past 17 years. For the first time ever, I'm working in a small organisation. And prior to today, I've only ever worked in FTSE 100 companies with 200,000 people. (laughs) And I now work in a company where I'm managing director of a company that probably has 60 people. So it's really different. And there's loads of things about it that are very different to everywhere I've ever worked. But I think what gave me the confidence to do that job is that I knew they needed the things that I bring that were kind of part of my personal brand. And I could share that as part of the process of thinking about those jobs. And so what could have felt like something that would be too far from my sort of frame of reference. And it did feel like a brave decision still, but it just gave me confidence that it was the right decision. That makes sense. Yeah, it totally
1: makes sense. And for me it makes me more confident in saying what I'm not good at. So I can say my personal brand is this. This is what I'm really good at. And here's some examples. And then this, ultimately, this is not what I'm good at. And I'm I'm much happier to say that because I know where my personal brand can create value for an organisation. And I think if I didn't know that, saying I'm not very good at that, that's not where I'd value, but not having a flip side to it of where it wouldn't, wouldn't be a very positive statement to make.
0: And I think the people who do this really well are usually pretty focused, I think. I think you're you're only looking to stand for one or two things yeah. because it's very hard to do any more than that. And it could just be one thing and one thing that you do brilliantly. And then you see that the people who are kind of the real masters of this just look for so many opportunities to bring that to life, to bring their personal brand to life. And those opportunities could be really small things or they can be really big things. And you can just see that they're building up almost like a portfolio of stories, evidence points, essentially of this is what I stand for. And then you become really credible because time and time again, you are showing that that's what you're there to do. That's what you stand for. There's a brilliant lady called Pip Jameson, who is the founder of a business called The Dots, which is like a LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. but more targeted at um, creative talent. And she, I think, does a brilliant job of her personal brand and then supporting the organization she runs. And her personal brand is all about, um, you know, she's a female founder in tech. She's very unusual. Mm -hmm. So she's really supportive of female entrepreneurs, but particularly within the technology space and diversity. And everything that she does, she just kind of emulates that. You know, you just see it time and time again the questions that she asks, the things that she talks about, the articles she writes. And now almost I look at something around um technology founders and I'm just waiting to see her name. You know, <laughs> yeah. you just like I'm just that's waiting when, to see that name. When it's really working, and I her think. perspective. And it's working for her and it's doing wonders for her business. So it's kind of everybody's winning from these from these things. I don't think you do this purely from a selfish perspective actually. I think you do this and if you get it right, it helps your business at the same time.
1: I'm thinking that the majority of people listening to this are probably within organizations small organizations or large organizations i i don't imagine you're all have your own business but let us let us know if that is the case you can you can talk to us in many different places um, and tell us but your personal brand in a work context i think it still does help you to attract projects that you're best at so ideally when your personal brand is known by other people they will know that when you're not in the room so when they're talking about projects or opportunities or business plans or whatever whatever's going on in your business knowing people knowing what what you're what you're great at helps them to match you to those opportunities and again it's almost a bit like a magnet that they will they will come to you so you don't have to be a business owner writing articles all the time this could be you at work being really clear about what you stand for, getting really confident about talking to other people about that, Um, and the more consistently you show up with evidence
0: points at work, the projects you work on, the way you talk in meetings. And I'm sure um, we've talked about this in other podcasts, but feedback becomes really important, I think, as part of the personal brand process, because that's how you know if what you're hoping to stand for is actually what you're standing for. So working out ways to see whether... You know you're becoming famous for the things you want to. So are you being asked to contribute to projects at work that use the skills that you want to be using, or are you being asked to contribute to things that you think, oh I wish I didn't have to do this. Yeah. You know, because that that does happen. Yeah, you just because you're good at it doesn't mean that you always really enjoy it. But if there's something you love and then people are starting to come to you to say, oh, we could do with a bit of help or a bit of advice or a bit of expertise in this area, that's when you start to know you're kind of having a wider impact. Again, it could be even just things like, you know, are you being asked to contribute at events or on blogs or are you, does your own, if you're doing your own Instagram or Twitter, particularly around work, does that reflect all of those things that you were hoping to? And then you start to get feedback from people to say, oh yeah, that's great. Do you want to be, you find other people probably a bit like you who are sort of part of the same tribe. So I think that's one of our sort of top tips is start, I think the the process is almost start from who you are today, Definitely focus on your strengths. Then try and articulate what you think your personal brand might be in a way that works for you. Maybe do the tweet exercise. And then the final part of that process is make sure you're getting feedback at various different points to make sure it's it's working, essentially. And that feedback can be your own self-reflection.
1: So look at where your personal brand is. It will show up in many places. Your personal brand might show up at work it might show and that might be in your emails it might be in how you show up in meetings um it could show up virtually so if you're active on linkedin or twitter or where, wherever their your kind of professional profile is just have a self audit if you will of how your personal brand is showing up if you're going to boil it down to that tweet or three words or whatever you're going to do if you take a step back from how you're showing up physically and and, and virtually Is that what you see in those places? And if you're really brave, get someone else to do that for you. Get a friend to look at your LinkedIn profile and your Twitter profile and tell you the three words that come across when they read you know read your profile or read what you've written ask people at work if you were going to describe me in three in three words what would that be I did that exercise very recently with my husband because that's the lovely cringy stuff I make him do and we were really aligned I said how would you describe me in three words and they were very they weren't the exact words and that's fine he's not a mind reader Um, but they were very very similar to the words that I had written about myself and I think when you get that sort of alignment you know that
0: you're kind of having the impact that you want to have through your brand. I think the other—it's uh, not really a top tip, but I think it's just something to remember with this area—is the sort of no end in sight, which can sound a bit—it um, <laughs> can sound a bit demotivational and like, oh god, I'm going to be working forever and thinking about my personal <laughs> brand forever. Um, but I think it takes time. Firstly, so if this is the first time you're thinking about this, you don't overnight create a personal brand. You—you, a, you've got to think about it first, but also. You need to build up a bank of stories and kind of keep working at it. And then you have to keep going as well. And and I think Helen said towards the start of the podcast, you know, things might change as well. You might spend the first part of your career in a more of a technical discipline where, you know, you do become famous for for that skill set. And over time, that changes into something that's more around your behaviours, whatever it might be. You don't have to feel wedded to it. But I think just knowing that it's something that you should always be thinking about to an extent, and always be dedicating a bit of time to. And like I say, there is no point where you'd be able to, unfortunately, put it on the to-do list and just do the tick and I'm done. Yeah. Um. And actually, that change in mindset took a little while for me to get my head around because I'm because I like a plan. You know, I like to be able to work out what I want to achieve and what it takes to get there. D- definitely, this idea of kind of going there is just some things that are just ongoing, and you know, as part of this squiggly world that we're all part of. You just need to keep investing in personal brand. I think is definitely one of those. Yeah.
1: So let's be really succinct then.
0: So we talked <laughs> around a few well, things. Are you suggesting that we're not succinct? <laughs> I was haven't? not
1: suggesting that. I said <laughs> that we've explored like own... <laughs> explored the topic, but okay. our listeners might want some bullet point things to take away.
0: Go on, then. You can so do it.
1: The top tips to take away: do some kind of audit yourself or get someone else to do it Um, be authentic so this personal brand's got to feel like you and make sure that you get some kind of emotional connection to it accept that it's going to take some time your personal brand's not going to appear overnight once you decide what you want it to be and also sarah mentioned this earlier have some stories that bring it to life those evidence points that you have you're accumulating will be really meaningful when you're talking to other people about your brand
0: Cool. There you go. A succinct list. Thank Are you. you. Happy? Yeah, happy, Good. happy. Good. <laughs> um, resources for more information. I've not read this. You've got a book. Um, you recommended to me yes. the other day Called the Story Factor. Is it? Yeah, right? the Story Factor by Annette Simmons. It's really, really nice. It talks about um, there's different
1: types of stories you can tell about yourself. So the 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 leader story, and it just um, it has like the the comeback story, and there's just right. different. There's almost like different ways that you can. Um, tell a story about your experience and your brand and get that emotional connection with other people. And okay. um, so it's, uh relatively easy read um, and, and was recommended to me by somebody else actually so that's kind of why, why I read it and I've kept it you can always tell a good book if it, if it stays in my bookshelf then it's, it's, it's a good one wow, that what I'll would you do with them otherwise it's charity, charity shop, shop yeah. Yeah, I charity shop I, have too much. I, I want to read too many books I've Amazon Prime 2 this week that I've been recommended so <laughs> if they're good they stay on the shelf that is one that stays on the shelf um, That I wrote an article recently on this very topic for marketing week which ah, I think is excellent. probably out of now.
0: promoting your personal <laughs> brand here <Yeah>. I feel
1: <laughs> that's very true but it is actually it's about um, taking a career stand and it it talks about a lot of the points that uh, that we have talked about here but it's talking about what you want to stand for what you makes makes you kind of stand up so um i will tweet that on the amazing if twitter account amazing underscore if so you can get access to that
0: fab Um, and i always really like looking at um there's a website called 99u and they have examples of personal manifestos and they're often by uh, very famous people or uh, pioneers. Isn't there an I want to nice Einstein's personal manifesto? Yeah, yeah, and like Darwin <laughs> yeah. people saying, so don't worry about kind of comparing and contrasting. <laughs> um, but what I think they do is they're kind of people who've written essentially their personal brand into a paragraph of what they want to stand for. And it's sort of a bit of a, um, like a visioning exercise. But I remember reading those and finding that really helpful when I was starting to think about this sort of stuff to then think, what would I want mine be and what would I want mine to say and you know I'm not I'm not going to solve um the world you know (laughs) like some of these people as examples but you can start to just work out you know you're always making choices about how you spend your time and the things that you get you you want to do so a a personal manifesto is actually not a bad place to start if if you kind of like writing visions and those kind of things so perhaps have a look at that
1: um, and so that, I think, is probably the end this week for talking about personal brand. Hopefully you've found some some tips, some insights, some resources that can help you go further with this. If you've got any more questions about it, or if you've got ideas, actually, for our future podcast episodes, you can always get in touch with us. There are a number of ways you can do this. You can email us, at getintouch@amazingif.com. You can tweet us at amazing underscore if, or you can find us on Instagram. We are active every day on all of those places so you can you can find us. And then next week we'll be back with Curiosity. Do you wanna give a quick summary of next week's episode, Sarah?
0: Yeah, so we're gonna be talking about how curiosity is definitely a skill. And something that often we neglect, how you can practice curiosity, make it part of your life. Because I think we're all naturally slightly creatures of habit. Yeah. And it's really easy to always do the same things. And I can't even remember what the... You'll probably know, you love a cheesy quote. You know that whole... Um, <laughs> do you see that like slight insult right at the t- end of the podcast? Tiny, bit, tiny bit. Uh, You know that if you do the same thing the same way every time? Yeah, that You one. always get the same result? Yeah, that, yeah that pretty much that. Um, so basically it's the counter to that. It's... How to make sure that in a squiggly world you are really well equipped to cope with all the change that'll come at you and to also be really positive about, you know, learning loads. Uh, linking back to once again the, the growth, growth mindset. mindset. I feel like now we should be like cheerleaders. Can somebody please introduce or, us to Carol Dweck Let's um, end on that. You could do a podcast drinking game when you listen to our podcast. Every time they say growth mindset, take a
1: drink. Slightly depends when people are listening to our podcast whether yeah. we should really advocate that. But yeah, sure. Drinking tea. Uh,
0: so thank you so much for listening. Thank you um, as always, and we'll see you all next week. Bye for now. Bye for now.